What's up, Simple Eaters, and welcome back to SimpleEats.com podcast. I'm Chef T, and I want to make sure you guys are following me on my social platform. Insta, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, MyFitnessPal, RunKeeper, Pinterest, at OfficialChefT. Head over to my YouTube channel and check out Simple Eats TV. When you get a chance, head over to my website, that's simpleeats.com. Sign up on my newsletter. On the home page of my website, you'll be able to have access to my podcast. So check it out, subscribe, and be a part of the Simple Eats community. What's up, Simple Leaders? Good morning. Good morning. It's Wednesday, November 7th. Hope you guys are doing well out there, living healthy, eating with a purpose. Hey, sorry guys, I missed yesterday. Yesterday was a really, really crazy busy day for me. So I didn't get a chance to come around to uh, do a podcast, but I'm back today and I wanted to share something, some news I found here on CPR.org. It's called, it's titled, excuse me. Colorado Amendment X redefining industrial hemp has passed. And this was actually posted on November 6th. So it looks like voters passed Amendment X. Okay, so let's get right into it. Voters passed Amendment X, which calls for removing the definition of industrial hemp. From the Colorado Constitution and allowing the state to use the definition found in either federal law or state, uh, excuse me, statute, Uh, the measure needed 55% of votes to pass. Uh, Industrial hemp is an agricultural commodity that belongs to the cannabis family and has a multitude of applications for building material, clothing, food, oil, rope, and potential, potentially medicine. It's not a plant grown for the purpose of getting high through smoking or edibles. When Coloradans pass Amendment 64 in 2012 to legalize recreational marijuana, the definition of industrial hemp was also added to the state's constitution. This requires state legislature to create laws on how hemp is cultivated, processed, and sold. It also spurred the creation of the Industrial Hemp Regulatory Program in the Colorado Department of Agriculture. Colorado and federal government uh, definition of industrial hemp closely mirror each other. Proponents argue that Colorado's hemp farmers could be at a competitive disadvantage compared to other hemp growing states and federal definitions change because they might have to wait as much as three years to adjust their grows to federal regulations. Opponents said the current definition of industrial hemp in the state constitution protects Colorado's hemp farmers who have relied on the constitutional definition to establish their business, removing the Removing the definition may cause uncertainty among industrial hemp growers, they say. Interesting, interesting. 
It's a couple of articles I came across that I thought you guys might be also. That was one of them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Feels pretty cold outside, man. I'm about to head out soon. Um, and it's been raining like crazy over here in New York. <laughs> like I feel like every weekend it's been raining. Here's another uh, tweet I found from CB1 Capital. Another one was also from CB1 Capital. This this one right here is weed wins on election day. So what comes next? So this sounds pretty interesting. Um, let's go right into it. This is found on wire.com. Once again, the title. This was actually uploaded late last night at 10, 12.59. So by Matt Simon. Weed wins on election day, so what comes next? And so, a few more dominance fall. Michigan voter to legalize the recreational use of cannabis, while Utah and Missouri uh, legalize it for medical use, according to projections made late Saturday, late late Tuesday night. A recreational measure in North Dakota failed, though medical cannabis remained legal there. They joined 31 other states and have already gone the medical route, and nine others that have gone fully recreational. That's a win for the citizen of these states and cannabis is far oh and away safer than alcohol and comes with a range of proven medical benefits and still more that researchers are exploring but it also may be a win for the cannabis nationwide that the more states that legalize cannabis the likelier um, it is that federal prohibition will topple so Momentum is gaining for the change in Congress to in Congress to allow states to determine their own mar- marijuana processes, says Morgan Fox, media re- relations director at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Two thirds of the countries wants marijuana to be legal, and the politicians are ignoring that at their peril. This midterm elections outcome is relevant to more than just the end game of dissolving the federal prohibition of cannabis. The momentum could also help the states that have already voted to legalize the drug, but remaining hamstrung by federal regulation. Over the summer, for for instance, the Senate Appropriations uh, Committee tour torpedoed in an amendment that would have allowed banks to work with cannabis companies. This, of course, is a major headache for the industry. If a cultivator or distributor or dispensary can't find a bank to work with, it's kind of hard to do business. States, States where marijuana is legal are also currently blocked from helping veterans gain better access to cannabis in September Congress stripped another amendment that would have allowed physicians affiliated with the Department of Veterans Affairs to recommend medical marijuana in states where it's already legal so the theory is that 
when more states vote into legalize that attitude would trickle up and to to their respect representatives in Washington and one particularly tall hurdle just fell Republican Pete Sessions of Texas the chairman of the House Rules Committee who's been blocking votes on cannabis amendments just lost the Democratic challenger Colin Colin Alred I think maybe chopping it up a little bit how serious is Alred about medical marijuana it's uh telling it's telling that he calls sessions out on the veterans amendment but then again the cannabis momentum isn't coming from politicians but from the people one of the interesting political dynamics of cannabis legalization is that it's happening in almost every state by ballot in- intuitive says ryan stoa author of the book craft craft weed family farming and the future of the marijuana industry meaning it's it's not as if legislatures are reading the tea leaves meaning maybe we're planning we're we're pinning too much hope on the politicians to push for the federal reform their votes once for whatever reason there still seems to be a lot of hesitation on behalf of the politicians even in the face of strong public support of legislation stoa says it's in a state's best interest though to have cannabis legalized federally because the economics of cannabis is nutsu historically california has provided perhaps three quarters of the domestically grown cannabis in the United States. That's been over the black market, of course, but even though California has gone recreational legal, the black market persists both in-state half taxes. Half, half taxes mean some patients skip the legal parts. And across the country, cultivators are producing more supply supply than consumers are demanding in the state of California, which means a lot of that supply is going out of state on the black market, said Stoa. When the state goes legal, the cannabis sold in-state must be produced in-state. The feds don't like the interstate cannabis markets for obvious reasons, but the legalizing comes with the severe growing pain small california growers for for instance are buckling under the weight of new regulations meant to protect the environment and consumers it's mighty tempting then to skip selling the distribution uh, skip selling to distributors which in turn safe safety test the safety test the product and instead go black market and sell it on themselves out there out of state excuse me the black market is thriving and is going to continue to thrive says swami chatana chatanya i think i'm sorry if i chop that up a little bit a legal grower in california's legend legendary mendocina county 
And the fact is that when it goes legal in those other states, then all the other persecution tends to drop down a level until I imagine more black market will go to those states that are now legal. The fragmentation of the market could be especially acute in states that allow, that follow a similar highly regulated legislation path as California, but that don't have massive scale local productions of cannabis. Nevada had that problem. Same with Colorado. But shortages would be less of a problem in the first place if cannabis were legal federally and producers could sell their products legitimately across the state lines. How Michigan and Utah and Missouri settle into legal cannabis is to be seen as is the pace with uh, which Congress gets around to federal legalization. But a bit of bright news, we've got fresh faces. What the new new Congress says, Tatanya, it's almost a question of not so much does it get legalized in most states, but are congressional people elected going to be pro-cannabis for the sake of their continuance uh, economics economies prison systems and countries in general let's hope and see let's I'm, I'm actually curious to see that well again you can find this article on wire.com posted by Matt Simon science that was yesterday at, uh, well, today, late, 12.59 a.m. But I, I am really curious to see how 2019 plays out in the cannabis sector and how many more states would would uh, become legalized, recreational. I'm really, really curious. Cool. Simple Leaders, it's November 7th. I'm heading out, heading out to cook some delicious, healthy food for my client. And I hope you guys continue to eat with a purpose, live healthy, and all that good stuff. Make sure to always uh, head over to simplys.com for some inspiration. We have Thanksgiving coming up, so there's a bunch of posts that you can uh, check out on simplys.com. You can even get get some inspiration on my Insta at official chef T. But most importantly, sign up on that newsletter. <laughs> All right, Simply Leaders, I'm Chef T. Peace out. What's up, Simple Eaters, and welcome back to SimpleEats.com podcast. I'm Chef T, and I want to make sure you guys are following me on my social platform. Insta, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, MyFitnessPal, RunKeeper, Pinterest, at OfficialChefT. Head over to my YouTube channel and check out Simple Eats TV. 
when you get a chance, head over to my website. That's simpleeats.com. Sign up on my newsletter. On the home page of my website, you'll be able to have access to my podcast. So check it out. Subscribe and be a part of the Simple Eats community. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for all the love and support. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to make this show possible, tap the link in this episode description or visit anchor.fm forward slash simple eats to become a monthly supporter. All donations is going to go towards the podcast and the website simpleeats.com to help create an environment for you guys, a platform to support you guys to become skillful eaters. I'll be able to travel and interview some amazing people in the world, in the cannabis industry, the fitness industry, as well as the food industry, helping to motivate you guys, inspire you guys to become a skillful eater, to live a healthy lifestyle, to eat with a purpose. That's what I'm about. That is what I'm about. And I want to make this happen for you guys. And with every support that you guys are able to donate towards this podcast, we together can help this world become a healthier place to live. Thank you, Simple Leaders, for all the love, support. Love you guys. I'm Chef T. Peace out. Oh, thank you.